0: Welcome to Rattles Rattles. who is the co-owner of Mac at D6 in Ranala, which focuses on a Hong Kong-style, dim, sum and authentic Chinese cuisine. Uh, along with the vast array of wine, cocktails, craft beers, Mac, Mac is also involved with Wanderlust, which is located in Dalki and serves as a vast mix of cuisine with Mexi- Mexican food, Italian, American and Asian uh, Jules also was a past pupil of St Michael's College and graduated in 2006. So to get things kicked off, how are things with you today, Jules?
1: Oh, good. Thanks for having me. No
0: worries. No worries. Nailed the intro. Yeah. <laughs> and um, to start it all off, what would you say are your earliest memories of being a pupil of St Michael's?
1: Uh, well, I started like go way back now. I started in a uh, junior infant, so a true blue. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was just. Growing up, like, you know, uh, rugby, obviously, massive thing in the school from a young age, you know. Not that I was any star athlete or anything, yeah. you know, but everything always seems to focus around that if you're not the most academic, I suppose. Uh, but, yeah, growing up, just the group of lads, about five or six lads, which was in junior infants with me, would be probably my best mates now, you know. So, oh, yeah. definitely something that would stand out, like, long friendships to the lads, you know. Super, yeah. And then
0: going through St. Michael's, last few years what basically were you an academic type student were you a bit of a messer
1: no Uh, no, well not a messer as such but far from an academic to be honest you know Um, just could never could never get the head down and just apply myself fully you know it was very hard for me to get involved and and interested in something that I wasn't interested in I suppose you know so the book side thing was never for me Uh, I saw subjects that were appealing to me was art was always quite creative and stuff so i found that a bit more interesting but yeah as i said like the academic side of stuff just wasn't for me you okay know?
0: and obviously you have the big summer quiz at the end of sixth year known as the leaving cert. <laughs> um once that obviously is out of um it's in the back of your mind and you get it done did you do the typical path go straight into college or where did you go out of first year yeah
1: well as I said not the most academic so yeah you know I followed the same kind of similar path as most people you know you you aim for I suppose you know society says you know follow get into commerce get into business whatever it is but you know I knew that was way out of my reach you know so foolishly like I think I put down arts on my CEO my first choice you know and no idea what even art is about you know yeah. just and probably most people don't either you know I know people who did it and yeah, asked them what did you do? And they're like, oh, I don't really know. You know. So yeah. yeah, kinda just follow that path, I suppose, you know, just what everyone else kinda expects out of you to do. But new was never really for me, you know. So did the leave insert, didn't do great. Um had arts down, I think. Obviously that didn't come true. Um and then kind of faded down to, you know, I was gonna have to go to a private college. Yeah. And Again, something which just didn't appeal to me, but I remember getting kind of accepted into one of the private colleges and the fees coming in and paid 5000 for the year. And uh, again, one like, geez, I just can't do this. Like, you know, mm. I'm just, I'm not that guy, you know? And I remember my dad saying to me here, like, it was a business course thing in DBS or something, but yeah. my dad saying here, do you actually want to do this? Like, you know, we'll we'll pay for you if you want, but, yeah. you know, don't waste our money. And I just turned around and said, here, I'm, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to. It'll be a waste of your money, basically. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll say I'll do it. I'll probably drop out in a year, and there goes five grand gone, you know? So anyway, he kind of accepted that and was always interested in the restaurant side, um, worked in his restaurant. My dad had a restaurant in Donnybrook Farama there for about 25, 26 years. So, mm. you know, growing up at age 16, 17, doing a bit of part-time work there, you know, being a kitchen porter, washing dishes, chopping veg, working by the bar, whatever. So, yeah, always knew that was kind of where i wanted to go and i've always had a bit of an interest in it you know it never seemed like work to me you know um so yeah got on to uh calabrula street uh dit there and enrolled myself in culinary arts um and again thought that was it thought that was what i wanted to do and you know got in there and you know they're kind of teaching you how to poach an egg and stuff and i was just like oh it's a bit bit slow paced for me you know and I always wanted to work, you know, I I was extremely driven by like money and stuff, you know. I wanted to make money, I hated waste my time in college, I just found it like you know, I could be working now, you know. So anyway, long story short, dropped out of there after about four months of doing culinary arts and just said to dad, Here, can I just work in the restaurant? You know I'm keen and I want to learn more. So uh so yeah, he took me on there and worked there for about a year and a half and that was kinda where I went. So never never experienced a college life you know was there i said four months but dipping in and out really you know was never was never for me found it found it hard in a classroom and you know being told what to do and study and stuff you know just just wasn't for me
0: um but
1: the thing that kind of sticks out
0: there is that most people tend to just you know slog through college and just get it done with so it is quite a noble thing to actually just admit that it's Mm. not for you because i know even some of my friends and some other people in the years below and above that just basically go three, four, five yeah. years in college, you know, get a decent degree out of it or even just get through it. Yeah. So it is quite an interesting thing to hear that, you know, you basically accepted from an early age mm. that, listen, it's not for you. Yeah. I'm going to try and make it elsewhere and just be, as you said, proactive with your time yeah, yeah, rather than going through the motion. So I think that is actually quite a, a noble thing to admit mm. because when you're 18, 19, 20, it is easy to say, oh, yeah, no, I'll... It'll all work out, but... No, it is. It's tough, like, and it's the,
1: you know, it's the system in the schools, I suppose, which, you know, I find it all focuses on, you know, to become a lawyer, to become an accountant, to become a doctor, you know, it's, you know, who in school at the age of 14, 15 says, you know, I want to open a bar, I want to open mm. a restaurant, you know, very few, you know, so I think the school system tells you to kind of, you know, kind of pushes in that direction, you know. Yeah. You finish school go to college, do either commerce or whatever, you know, and and I, I don't want to say it's a waste of time at all, you know, yeah. it's uh, far from it, you know, but um, listening to Peter Burke on the podcast, uh, you know, interesting story there, you know, did the college thing, was a great student, end up working at PwC, was, mm. you know, and, you know, I suppose I had the balls to kind of say, right, this isn't for me, you know, so, and again, I don't want to say it's a waste of time what he did, you know, but look at him now, he's a successful gym owner, you know, but... And I'm sure some of his work and college stuff, you know, kind of played into his career now. But you know, he could have been miles ahead if if you didn't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I it's just you. uh, it's just how I've always thought of it. You know, obviously not being an academic at all, it's you know you kind of look at it a bit differently.
0: Yeah, true. And you were saying that you were working in your dad's restaurant, and obviously that's where you basically. Uh, got the passion for food mm. and all that stuff that came with it. But at what point did you kind of step away from that and go, you know, I want to try and create my own type of well, restaurant actually, or be my own chef? Or did you go to somewhere abroad or did
1: you go to a course or whatnot? No, well, it was interesting. So I I finished school 18, went into that college for, you know, four months, whatever mm. it was, and uh, started working in his restaurant. And then I did that for about a year, year and a half, you know, and you're kind of, you know, all the lads are they're in college they're on their nights out you know my friday saturday nights were booked up every weekend you know yeah. at work so you're on a completely different schedule to the lads so after a year and a half two years it got a, it kind of got a bit to me you know i was felt i was missing out on things and it wasn't uh you know i was just working all the time you know and so I actually gave up the, the chefing for a while and I went into a nine to five job. Okay. Um so I ditched the chefing and, and went into the buy and sell. They were a newspaper back in the day, I think they're gone now, but um I was basically a sales rep, yeah. selling ad space. And thought I was like, you know, I was like, right, maybe this is the career I want, you know, maybe the nights aren't for me and and I did that for a year and just found this you know, I found it hideous. Like it was such a tough grind of you know getting up at eight o'clock in the morning and going into work and the same routine of getting your coffee sitting at your desk and i just found it so boring you know the thought of having you know finishing at five and getting up the next day and day in day out the exact same you know just hmm. i found that really tough so slugged that out for about a year and i remember i was just like right this i've done it now that's it's yeah. just not for me you know so went back into the chefing I, uh, I wanted to kind of learn a bit more and go down different routes so worked in a few other restaurants and you know I wanted to step away from my dad's restaurant you know yeah. so worked in uh he actually got me a job in La Corban, so I worked there for you know a few weeks it was just a bit of a training kind of thing my dad knew your man who owned it so he kind of brought me in for a few weeks and then uh, worked in Roast another restaurant at Bulls Bridge at the time so started off there and you know it was a bit of a wake-up call you know you're going from working in your dad's restaurant which you know different environment to when you're on your own so you know you're doing 12 hour days like five six days a week sometimes so you know you're talking like a 60 nearly 70 hour week so um but loved it you know loved kind of every minute of it and kind of knew then like right this is what i want to do so you know worked there for a good uh probably about six seven months and then I was like you know this is getting you know I kind of want to do this myself now so I went back to my dad's then you know I was a bit older a bit more mature and felt you know I might be of some more value now than what I was you know I might be able to add to the actual business side so went back start doing a few different things and you know we we did a takeaway service out of the restaurant and that really kicked off and it was great you know so yeah just worked at that for a while and kind of realized right this is what I want to do now and Gave it all then at that stage, you know?
0: Yeah. And as you were saying there, there was not Was there at any stage where you maybe had to go to one of these courses or was it all just practical, getting your experience by actually doing it rather than having to go through some of these tedious courses that some people point out to? So was it pretty much all Yeah,
1: learning from other restaurants? Yeah, just and- getting in, getting in and doing it, you know? Uh, now, growing up, loved cooking, like, you know, my whole life, yeah. like since I was a kid, probably you know eight nine i was always asking mom to get stuff in to cook and stuff you know so you know always did love it you know always read up my own you know kind of bought my own cookbooks created my own ideas and watched a lot of cooking shows whatever so um my approach was just get in and do it you know yeah i didn't really need someone to kind of tell me you know as long you know in a school environment you know like a college or anything of course it was more just get in and just work at it you know and be trained in that way so that was the approach I took, and again, think it think it worked out all right. So okay, and from there on, you've got
0: your experience behind you. You've got probably the newfound passion again for food, and basically, what made you want to open up your own place with, say, Mac at T Six and Ranla? Like, mm. how did that come about?
1: Well, it was always uh, so. My dad had the restaurant, and um, so he used to take us when we were kids to. These other Chinese restaurants, you know, mm. these dim sum restaurants, kind of, you know, in the arsehole nowhere, basically. Yeah. You know, they'd be down in Parnell Street, and and we used to always get dim sum down there, which is kind of like an Asian style tapas would be the best way to describe it. And you know, I used to love it. Like we used to, like I was like, Dad, why are you bringing us out here? We have our own Chinese yeah. restaurant, you know. And he said, Ah, oh, no, this is just what the Chinese people eat. You know, uh, the Irish people wouldn't wouldn't get it and all this stuff. So. Anyway, growing up eating it, and I went over to, I was on holidays, it was, I was 22, 23, I was over visiting a friend uh, in LA, and he was like, man, you need to check out this restaurant. So he brought me to this uh, dim sum restaurant, and real funky and cool, you know, a load of young people there, uh, and no, no Chinese people, you know, yeah. and it was all just dim sum, cocktails, you know. So I remember coming back after that holiday, and I was like, dad, like, here, we need to like, do dim sum here, like, yeah. you know, there's we're missing something and obviously he was a you know a lot older and he's kind of stuck in his own own ways with certain yeah. things and you know his restaurant was doing great at the time so he was like why well, need to change you know no need for me to change this so yeah anyway i kind of just stood up and said right well i'm going to try to do this on my own then you know so again was only 23 when i came back in the holiday so about 24 i kind of realized right i'm actually going to give it a shot now so did a bit of research on it. Uh, looked up a few restaurants. Uh, kind of went out of my own way. Um, hired a designer on my own, and we did up a bit of a design. I did up a menu plan. Did a bit of branding and stuff. So, because I needed a bit of financial support, you know, there was no way at twenty four is going to be able to open a restaurant on my own. Yeah, wasn't possible. So, I had to try like impress my dad and try get him a bit on board with it. Um, so yeah, did a bit of research on it. Paid a few quid, got a few drawings done up, you know, just something to show that, like, right, I'm, I'm near, I'm getting there, you know. Yeah. So, uh, approached himself and my brother, my brother who's my partner in the business now. He's, uh, he was in a nine-five job at the time, and, you know, went to him and said, "Here, Rick, like, you know, I want to open this restaurant, but I think I need your help with me. I don't think I'll be able to do it on my own." So, mm. showed him the the plans and, kind of got him on board a little bit, you know. Again, not much. He kind of just wash it off slightly but he was he was listening anyway you know so then went to dad and told him the plan told him the idea and yeah i was pretty shocked he like he loved it like you know he said i think that's great but you know he said like i've no money to give you though basically you know so i'm going ah shit like so uh anyway being persistent with it saying that we need to try secure a bit of money here you know this is going to be great so anyway long story short got a few quid off i'm not much now and we had to go to the bank so bank uh supported the business plan supported the idea loved it thought it'd work had a unit uh, lined up in Ranla, and yeah and, and was and
0: looking at Ranla now mm. you you look outside of town like is probably the hot spot for yeah, yeah. a lot of eateries and a lot of restaurants so at that time was it still one of the most popular places for restaurants or was it just kind of on the up or was it kind of halfway, or was it the place no, it to be? It was
1: always. Randall was always a bit of a foodie spot, you know. It always had a load of restaurants and bars. Um, so we, I was, I was twenty four when I signed the lease for the place. So we were kind of at the the tail end of the recession, I suppose, you know. And being twenty four, you don't really think of that stuff, you know. Mm. Again, I'm a simple minded man. I just believe that, you know, if I'm given a good product and a good service, people will buy it, you know. Yeah. So. So, yeah, didn't think, you know, I knew there was a lot of restaurants around. I always believe, you know, with restaurants, they get accompanied by pubs, bars, you know. Um, I think both need each other, you know. The more yeah. restaurants, the more pubs in a certain location, I think the better for everyone. So, I uh, was always drawn to Ranla. Uh, the fact that it's so close to town as well was so appealing, you know. Everyone's nights out are in town, so it was easy for them to get a five-minute taxi in. So, But, um, no, started off our first year in Ranla, uh yeah as i said tail end of the recession so you know people were still looking for value you know they were still looking for their early birds you know i remember that christmas time people were ringing and saying right there's 30 of us you know how much can, what deal can you do for us you know mm-hmm. and yeah whereas now it's kind of changing a bit you know it's kind of i don't want to say it's back to the olden days but it's uh it's definitely moving up like you yeah know? so
0: so was it was it maybe a was it a slow burner at the start? Yeah. Did you, you have to be
1: patient? You did, you did. You think, I remember our first year and, you know, we were pretty busy. You know, the yeah. restaurant was busy our first year, um, but, you know, my lack of experience, I suppose, you know, we just, I just went into this kind of blind. Uh, yeah. I found it pretty tough. I didn't know how to manage the money very well. You know, we're kind of just everything we're taking in was just spending 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 wages were crazy and just couldn't manage the money side too well so uh definitely was a slow burn looking back now yeah it seems like it was quite. you know it's we're nearly five years open now and it's kind of i don't want to say it's running itself because it never will i don't think you know but it's definitely a lot a lot easier you know we've kind of nailed the finance side down in terms of you know we're kind of managing the money side better and you know we're a bit more experienced in the area so you know it's getting it's getting a bit easier i suppose like
0: okay and with you being obviously heavily involved like being a chef mm. um like what role did you play say in the menu because ultimately the biggest part of a restaurant is the menu and how the food tastes so mm. when you're setting up the brand getting the designers all that stuff how did you come about creating a menu that you thought this is going to sell this is going to taste great so like did you get outside help or did you just no basically no back did yourself?
1: it uh, did it all myself um I said had my my dad's restaurant there as a bit of a base, you know yeah um now he actually closed his restaurant probably about five six months after we opened Mac and he'd retired and he now moved he moved back home to Hong Kong, so he's been back there now for the last uh four or five years, so but yeah, back to the menu we uh, yeah did it myself uh you know, tailored a few of the the favorites from his restaurant and brought them over and you know, just reinventing new dishes yourself. You know, it's a bit of a process. You know, you started off with a basic enough menu, and then, you know, we've changed it probably about five or six times since we've opened, you know, just yeah. new dishes here and there. And, you know, but yeah, all uh You get the, sh- the chefs who are with you as well. You know, it's, uh, you have team meetings with the guys, and you get everyone's input on it and stuff. Because it's not just about, it's not just about thinking of a dish and cooking it and it being perfect. There's quite a lot to it, you know. The price has to be right on it, you know. You can't just buy in the most expensive cuts of meat and charge 40 quid for it, you know. Yeah. There's a lot to it. There's you got to think of the storage of it, you know. How long is this going to stay fresh for as well, you know. Uh, the price, you know, how easily can it be cooked, you know. There's no point cooking a big roast beef, you know, if it's going to mm. take 45 minutes, you know. So uh, a few different things to each dish, like which, you know. Yeah, it does quite a tedious job, you know, doing a menu. I said quite a lot to it, so... Okay, and you you touched on it briefly there. Is there any
0: type of food or, you know, meat or, I don't know, rice or whatever that is just an absolute nightmare, say, at the beginning of a restaurant where you don't know how many sales you're going to be making on a weekly basis? But basically, is there any kind of temperamental food that is that people might not be aware of that is just basically hell on earth to have in your restaurant as an option
1: yeah definitely um yeah there would be a few you know like it depends kind of how how busy are now we're lucky that in the both restaurants there you know they are busy enough that we don't really have that issue as much you know but in mac it's a bit different you know where everything's kind of stir-fried in the wok majority of the dishes you know so it's your chicken your beef your prawns so it's used in about four or five different dishes you know so waste is never really an issue in mac um wanderlust you know we do things like a duck breast we have a lot of seafood dishes and stuff and yeah you can find midweek like you know the seafood has to be fresh you know people can spot that a mile away if you're serving them a frozen piece of fish or something a few days old they're going to notice you know so i'd say with seafood and it's just down to kind of managing your kitchen you know hiring Mm. the right staff to look after it and making sure they're you know ordering is on point like because you know seafood you don't really get much leeway with that you know yeah. like I said people who don't know anything about food would realise if it's crappy to meat you know so yeah. so yeah definitely seafood I'd say it'd be, be tough
0: and how would you go about Um, like say when I had Tom on Tom Gleason on this I said how would you how would you go about quality control mm. and with I'd say with yourself it'd be a bit it'd be much more difficult because he has to worry about just pretty much a burger and fries what yeah. would you the several different dishes Mm. cook different ways but like over say as you said you've been um open now for four or five years how would you go about making sure that it is the perfect quality or up
1: to the standard you set every time it it goes out in a place just about again drilling it into the staff getting the right staff um stemming from kind of training i suppose you know Mm. showing the guys what to order and you know for example now in I said Mac now, it's a bit more established, so, you know, they kind of know. I've had the, I'm i so lucky with the chefs there. They've been with me for four years, so, you know, they really know the buzz and what to order each week, so. But, uh, yeah, it's just, i say, yeah, Tom's one is, I don't want to say it's easy now, but, <laughs> you know, he's, it's burgers, you know, yeah. so definitely a lot easier for him to control it than it would me, I'd say. But, yeah, it's just, it's just experience, I suppose, as well. Okay. You know, it wasn't always like that in the first few months in any restaurant it's probably going to be a waste you know you always have to overstock you are only open a few months you don't want to be running out of stuff you know mm. so um yeah just experience and time time will tell like you know you kind of get into that set pattern of what you need to order and stuff so okay interesting enough no i always wonder myself mm. though
0: how like a place that i keep going back to it just tastes the same every single, yeah, single yeah. time so you always wonder about those things and you touched on it there a few minutes ago um uh, wanderlust which is your newish restaurant mm. compared to the old one mac how basically did that idea come about
1: well it was we were looking out so we we're on the hunt for a second restaurant and you know was kind of looking in town I had a few different ideas a few different concepts and i always believe like you know it depends on the location you know mm. like a mac works in ranla but it might not work in dorky you know yeah uh, wanderlust might not work in Ranla might not work in town you know so you kind of just have to do a bit of research on the location you know i saw went out to dorky and i remember my friend who lived up there brought me out for dinner one night and it was a monday night we went into a restaurant and just looked for a table of two and they said they're booked out and i was like what's going on here monday mm. night booked out you know so did a bit of research on the place and uh saw that there was a unit up for grabs and Again, we are kind of keen on the area, you know. Good few restaurants there. Similar to Ranla. Not as... Not as buzzy, I suppose, because you're not near town, you know. But Mm. definitely similar in terms of a lot of restaurants, a lot of pubs. So, just kind of looked out there. And there was a Chinese out there already. So, I wasn't too keen on the Mac idea. Um, The unit we were looking at is quite small. It's a 45-seater restaurant compared to Mac, which is a 95-seater restaurant. So, I knew that... I needed to kind of capitalize on the opening hours as much as possible. You know, Mac, we only open for evenings, dinner. You know, we have a we have a busy takeaway trade. Uh, but it's a nighttime place, you know. People mm. come in for bites and cocktails, and they'll have their nights out there, you know, big groups of parties. So I didn't think that would work there. You know, you're not close to town, so you're probably not going to get as many big groups, you know, on their nights out. Uh I said, it was a small place. Chinese food's not really the most... Uh, appetizing for a lunch you know it's not really brunch style food yeah, i suppose no. so you know i thought i want to do something different here i need to capitalize on the on the unit i suppose you know i don't want to be closed much so we decided to go down the route of wanderlust which is tacos nachos wings you know on a weekend we do brunch you know um a lot of seafood dishes you know coming into the summer now getting more seafood on the menu and yeah. stuff so yeah again just just looking at the the area you know the size of the unit what everyone's doing out there you know there was nothing no one really doing doing tacos nachos wings you know a brunch like out there so thought we could capitalize on that and yeah so far so good nice and
0: with say opening a new place say like wanderlust so like you were saying there summer's coming up so you're gonna try and add more fish to the restaurant Mm. or bring in i don't know breakfast brunch whatever like, is there a certain element where as the months go by or the weeks go by that you basically need to be aware of the trends of what people are doing, how people are eating? Like, is there much research done for you to be able to say, okay, listen, most people are doing this on that time of day or eating this type of food? Or is it very much you just back your back your product and just hope
1: that it, it will always sell? Yeah, I'd lo- I'd love for there to be a big fancy answer, but yeah, you just... Back your product, you know, uh, something I've always done, you know, I think, always backed myself in in the food side of things, you know, uh, I've always believed in both restaurants that were serving a top quality product, mm. uh, yeah, but going with the, you know, as I said, coming into summer now, the dishes need to be a bit lighter, you know, people aren't looking for heavy kind of big cuts of meat and stuff as much, they're looking for their salads, their seafood, light bites, you know, cocktails and stuff, so... Yeah, that's the route you go down. But yeah, I always back, always back what we do. You know, you always have to have. You know, people always give you their opinion. You know what they what you think, what they think you should have on their on your menu and yeah. stuff. And at the end of the, end of the day, you need to go by what you think yourself. You know, and I've always done that. I've always kind of made my own decisions on what to do. And you know how we do it. So okay, and one other point I would like to
0: basically ask is. What would be... So you're obviously heavily involved in cooking the food, stuff Mm. like that. So, like, what would be the biggest day-to-day challenge or weekly basis challenge that would face, say, a chef like yourself? Would it be the cooking part? Would it be
1: the organizational part? Yeah, it would just be the overall... I always find... So it's a very nighttime industry, you know, where restaurants, both restaurants kind of, we get set up around 4 o'clock, you know, someone has to be in there, so... Uh, biggest challenges Yeah I told you get up Like I'd always wake up Bombarded with emails You know There's the two restaurants now And I thought There's a load of WhatsApp groups Between management And chefs And the accounts And you know So you wake up with Messages of A big to-do list basically You know mm-hmm. Suppliers need to be paid this day Or a Menu need to be created For this party You know So I find I find that side stressful You know I find when I'm in work come half four when I go in there I'm kind of at peace like you know when I'm working and when I'm in the kitchen cooking and you know no matter how busy it is like I'm I'm always at peace in there you know it's when you're out and that's when all the the stress kind of comes about I find you know yeah so yeah but I said day-to-day challenges would be yeah just getting up organizing organizing the kitchen organizing the stock you know someone has to do it and there's such a high turnover with chefs now you know I said I'm lucky with Mac the guys have been there a long time but In Wanderlust, you know, we've been open just over a year and been quite a few chefs coming and going and floor staff coming and going. So um, just finding that consistency in there, you know, so I'm quite, quite heavily involved in there at the moment in terms of, you know, even the ordering now still, you know, so. And with with obviously making sure all that the management side
0: of things, the food side of things are all in check, like would there be much time off for your job but like because restaurants aren't the type of thing that you know they're not like say for instance the school Mm. that's open you know eight nine months a year and then has time off like restaurants got to be going 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 so are you honest pretty much the entire year we 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 close
1: two days a year uh christmas day and good friday they're the only two days we close so yeah no it is always full on you know the only time Like there is no day off. Like if I take an evening off, let's say, you know, you're still up to your eyes that day doing Mm. work, you know. So, to get a full day off is, it just doesn't happen. To be honest, you know, Uh, you have to actually leave the country, go on a holiday, to get a day off, pretty much, you know. So, Hmm.
0: and would you ever like an educational holiday pop up where you think, right? Obviously, there's only so much I can gather from my own restaurant, my own, my own country, which obviously the two are based in Ireland. Would you ever think, you know, listen, I'm going to go off for a month, go to America, visit all the best type of, you know, c- competitive restaurants that are in our...
1: Yeah, well, I was uh, looking to do that maybe next year. Go to, I said, my dad's over in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. so maybe trek over to that neck of the woods and now I don't know if I'll be able to get a month off doing it, but yeah. even if it's a week or two just to do a bit of research, um, yeah, definitely, definitely something I'd like to get into then, you know, one day just trip over, maybe do like to focus more on the Asian side of stuff now for mm. uh, for the next restaurant anyway going to look to stick to the Asian dim sum route you know and progress that way I think and
0: like is that the goal so like you've opened up you've been a part of two restaurants mm. now and two quite diverse restaurants yeah in. so like do you are you going to strictly with your goals kind of go right I want to try open another restaurant that's similar to Mac or are you kind of open book where it's
1: like yeah it would be an open book you know i always think you have to set set certain goals you know like wanda's still relatively new and i said i'm extremely hands on there at the moment Mm. but although i'm so busy with that place and mac you know any any day you have semi-free you know i'm out looking up something else or looking up another unit or going to view another site to see if see if another opportunity can pop up so again uh asian is the route I want to go down for the next place, I think. You know, somewhere maybe in town, close to town. Um, So, so yeah, I think, as I said, though, you know, back to what I touched on earlier, the location so important, you know. So it'll be hard for me here to sit here and say, right, I'm definitely going to do an Asian in the next restaurant. Yeah. When another unit might pop up and I might look at it and be like, gee, I think a little cafe would be great here, you know. Mm. So... But definitely looking to focus on the Asian side, thing for the next place. Okay, and,
0: like, just to kind of touch back on it, so was, say, Ranala and Aki the first choices you had for these restaurants, or did you have multiple choice and have to do multiple researches on different properties, or did it just pretty much be right place, right time?
1: A uh, bit of right place, right time. Ranala was now. Ranala was very much, you know, was always really keen on Ranala. Uh, we were lucky at the time, as I said, before... Uh, kind of tail end recession so there wasn't you know since i've moved in now into ranlet there's probably been about six seven other restaurants moved in there as well um tom Bunsen's actually opening up mm. in the next couple of days down yeah no, i saw so, the sign today actually yeah so uh yeah ranlet definitely was uh dorky popped up you know kind of was out there a few times looking at it and kind of on the hunt for for a restaurant and you know again just just researching looking up units and stumbled across one out there and then i said did my research and there we go we're in so and i'm trying to i'm just thinking here so
0: would you see yourself as a long-term type kind of chef slash owner or would you ever want to kind of just leave chef being a chef in the background and leave it in in the past and just focus purely on the business side or is obviously being a chef one year
1: you do like the chef and thing like you know, I always say it like I love, I love cooking, but I love cooking at home. You know yeah, I mean? not, <laughs> it's, uh,
0: not when you are stressed. You get into
1: work. There are days where you know you do enjoy it, and then there, you know, like any job, there are days where you are like, oh, Jesus, yeah. I just. But I, you have to do it, you know. Um, no, definitely do want to step out and you know, and it has changed a lot since since Mac first opened. You know, I was just in the kitchen for probably the first year, I'd say, and now was stepping onto the floor and kind of kind of driving the business rather than working for it, you know. Uh, but then, as I said, with staff and stuff, you know, they're coming and going, so you, you kind of have to dip back in and out. So pretty tough to stay fully out, I think, and drive it, but definitely down the road, that would be the goal, you know, to not have to be in the kitchens as much and be as hands-on and kind of focus on driving the business rather than working for it, you know.
0: Okay. And one of the last questions I would have for you is, like, what you say would be, so say, for instance, if I'm a 20 I say an eighteen year old just coming mm-hmm. out of school and i'm I'm obsessed with food. I love mm. cooking. I want to be a chef like do you think there's a particular route that you'd say is the best way to go about it? Do you think going to these cooking courses would be the best way? Would it be just get experience as quick as you can, or like what would your views of how to be
1: the best possible chef be Well, I think now there's there's so many restaurants and there's such a high demand for chefs now, you know, whereas back in the day. Like, I have a job up online, I think, for a chef, and I say I've got two CVs in the last three weeks, you know? Yeah. So there's there's definitely a shortage out there. So I said, back in the day, you would have needed to be qualified. You might have had to do a course. You might have had to do college, you know? You would have had to have a lot of experience in restaurants where now places are taking on people for, you know, who might have just worked in a cafe, you know? And they're just like, we don't have anyone. You're hired. Yeah. So I suppose it's... I would always say, now I know I didn't go to college so I want to talk but I think, you know, definitely do a cooking course of something, you know. Uh learn the basics I suppose. You know, I said I was lucky I had my dad's restaurant to go in and kinda in and out as, as I chose, you know. Yeah. But definitely get a base in college if possible, whether it's a Ballymalou course or doing culinary arts. Uh and then but you have to give it all, you know, it's you know, you have to have both feed in I think with becoming a chef and stuff and running a restaurant and owning a restaurant it's uh it's pretty hands-on and it's full-on you know it's every night of the week as i said you know there's no weekends closing you're not finished at five you're you know you're open seven days a week like so you know you have to be fully committed to it but again i think yeah i'd go down a course route probably um you know just to get that little edge on people yeah you know you're it's all great saying you know i love cooking and can i get a job and somebody might take you on and you might flourish you know but You might not as well. (laughs) So uh, just cover all bases, I'd say.
0: Okay. And last question before we uh, get on to the quick fire questions. Um, Like what is your view of the future for yourself, for the two restaurants you're involved in? Like do you want to expand to several different restaurants? Do you want to make the two restaurants you have the best they can possibly be? Or what's basically the future or the goals?
1: definitely, definitely grow, you know have more is what I want, you know, I'm extremely driven to have more and more, you know, I'd never just settle on the two and I wouldn't be happy with just the two, to be honest, yeah. you know, I, I love both restaurants. Um, but you know, think I can do a lot more, not just in restaurants, you know, it might be a bar or it might be a cafe, whatever, but, uh, definitely that industry is what I'm keen on, you know, the service industry, um, food and wine. And, uh, yeah, I'd like, like another few, I think, before it before it settle, you know. And you were saying there,
0: you you wouldn't really mind on what type of restaurant it would be. It no. could be American. It could be, as you said, a cafe. It could be mm. a bar.
1: Yeah, but that's why you know I've worked in, I've worked in other restaurants, you know, not just Chinese and stuff. So, you know, again, feel I'd be capable to to open any restaurant, you know. And again, stem back to what I said earlier. You just have to believe in what you're doing and stuff, you know. And yeah, and that's something I, I definitely do super
0: super well i wish you all the best with that so to finish off i always uh i'm a bit of a pest and i get quick fire questions <laughs> out of people so yeah. um first thing that pops into your head just say it yeah i won't judge you i promise <laughs> um i don't know if the listeners will or won't so um <laughs> yeah i'll just get straight into it so who would your favorite chef be ramsey okay Uh, Your favourite St. Michael's teacher? Uh, Dave Wilson. He's getting a lot of references. (laughs) I'm suspicious. I actually think he's paying at this stage. He's pretty much got a ratio of one in every one now. He comes into
1: the restaurant, though.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, A night in or a night out? Night in. And this is kind of... I had this written down, but I actually feel like a bit of a fraud now. So Gordon Ramsay or Jamie Oliver? (laughs) (laughs) Ramsay. Okay and fried scrambled or poached eggs which is your Poach. favorite poached um, favorite place to eat in dublin apart from your own restaurants
1: people always ask me that they always say what's your favorite restaurant and yeah i always say MacD six but uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> are those two um oh god i don't know i don't eat out so no comment no comments <laughs> politically correct answer there um what would your favorite film of all time be Favourite film? Um, Favourite film? Good one, good one. Uh, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Retro.
0: Classic. (laughs) Um, And then second last one would be your favourite social media platform or app to use? Instagram. Instagram. And last but not least, sum yourself up in four words.
1: Um driven uh happy go lucky kind of guy i know that's not one word (laughs) um and i don't know that that's probably it just the two just the two and happy perfect
0: (laughs) well uh listen jules honestly thanks a million for coming on thank you i've enjoyed hearing about the past and i wish all the best in the future and uh Next time I am in Ranala, as much as Tom Gleeson will probably rip my head up for, I'll uh, I'll pop into
1: Mac at D6, no doubt.
0: Love it. Okay. Anyway, take care. You too. Appreciate it.